0: Welcome to Equippers Church, Denise. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Hannah Hooker. For more information, check out equiperschurch.com. Hello. You guys can all take a seat. I'm going to tell you a quick story. I have learned that when I preach, if I can try and make people laugh before I get started, I generally feel way better. So um, every time I have to come on stage when I'm not worship leading, I get really nervous because one time, and I think it was a prayer meeting, um, I was leading worship and I went to get up the stairs and I didn't lift my leg high enough and I face planted. Luckily, nobody saw apart from me. But um, so now every time I'm on the front, i like, don't fall over, Hannah, don't fall over because, um, you know, that, no, that would not be good. Everyone's here. Anyway, how are you all? Good. Hey, it is a real privilege and I'm a real honour to be speaking this morning. As per normal, I'm very excited. I did look up the thesaurus to see if I could find another word I'm um, instead of excited, so I could impress you with my large vocabulary. Um, but really, I just like excited. I'm excited to be in the house of God. I'm excited to be bringing the Word. I'm excited that we can gather together and lift up the name of Jesus. Um, and I'm just excited to be here. And I'm excited you're here. Yeah, so we're in for a great morning in Jesus' name. And um, as you may know or may not know, over the last three weeks, this is week four, we've been doing a series across the Cooper's Church nationwide and in our e groups. So who goes to an e group? Yeah, good, I love it. Um, and we've been doing a series called Go Big. Say, Go Big. Go big. Yeah, we're going to have crowd participation this morning. Um, and so the first week we talked about basically what, what I took from it was zooming out and realizing we serve a big God and aligning what I sing, aligning what I think to the bigness and the hugeness of God. Week two, we talked about aligning our thoughts with the Word of God. Last week, so beautifully, we talked about making room for God and making room to serve God and just making room for God to move in our lives. I um, mean, this week, I want to talk about going big with people. And I want to talk about going big with serving others and going big on loving people. Um, Now, I always know it because it's in my mind, but God is wildly in love with people. Like He loves people. He loves me. He loves you. He loves my neighbor. He loves my daughter's teacher. He loves my boss. God loves people. And I think, you know, I just... We need to love people because God loves people. And if we're going to go big on people this year and big on serving others, can we make a decision? I'm just going to love people. I'm just going to love people because God loves people. And we're here to serve God and to outwork the call of God. And so we need to love people too. You probably all do a great job, but um, I'm going to be talking about a couple of scriptures. And we're going to go to Isaiah 54. But first of all, I was struck by John 15, 12 to 13 this week. It says, This is my commandment. Love each other as I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for his friends, and in um, Isaiah 54 verse two to three is where I want to really build on today. It says, "Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. For soon you'll be bursting at the seams." I'm really captured by bursting at the seams. Like that's a really cool promise from God, and um, I have the privilege of sometimes I stand down the back because I've got small children who are very loud during our pre-meetings and such things. And last week I was looking, and especially in our PM service, it was just like full of students. Like the rows were full. They were packed, you know, to the the 100 quota. But they were full. The people were full. And I was like, man, that's so good because God deserves a full house. Not because I want to have a mega church, although that'd be great, but because God deserves a full house. He wants people to know Him, to be being discipled by Him, to be in relationship with Him. And as I stood at the back last week, I just heard God say, Hannah, there's so much more there's more students, there's more families, there's more grandparents, there's more children, there's more teachers, there's more. Would you believe that we can be bursting at the seams? And this morning, I want you to believe with me. We can be burst, can you see it? I can see it. Bursting at the seams of people in love with God who've been loved by people, who've been introduced to the Savior of the world. Bursting at the seams, church. That is a reason to be excited. All right. I'm gonna pray because that's always a good thing to do. So mighty God, I thank you for today. Holy God, I thank you for your church and I thank you for your love for people. Mighty God, I pray this morning we would be inspired, we'd be spurred on and that holy God, you would speak. Lord, I pray your word would not return void this morning. You would challenge us, you would grow us and we'd be drawn closer to your throne room, holy God. We love you, we honour you and we thank you and give you permission to move today. In your mighty name we pray, amen. So as I was preparing for this sermon, um, I thought today would go practical. Who likes practical? Yeah, I really love when I can like leave church with like a, not a to-do list, but like practical tips that will grow me as a Christian, that will grow me as a parent, that will grow me um, as a human being. And so this morning, I've got three practical tips for you that we're going to work through. Um, So if you're taking notes, the first one is to go big on our encouragement. The second one is to go big with our service. And the third one is to go big with our time. Um, And yeah, as per, I am excited. So basically, we're going to start with go big on encouragement. I am an avid encourager. I love encouragement. I don't think the world has enough of it. Um, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11 plain and simply says, So encourage each other and build each other up. It's not really murky, is it? You know, does that mean like, what am I? That means so encourage each other and build each other up just as you've already been doing, but encourage each other and build each other up. Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, and this is out of the Pashon version. Don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Pashon, no idea. Anyway, uh, it says, discover creative ways to encourage each other and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, have some have formed a habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge one another onward. Again, not really murky. Discover creative ways to encourage one another because we need each other. In fact, we should come together more frequently, eager to encourage and urge one another onward. Onward. You may have heard before, um, I've heard a couple of sermons on encouragement. Um, and they have sometimes said that encouragement is to put courage into somebody. Um, I've got some pictures for you today. Do you guys like pictures? This one's quite floral. Apologies. It's the best one I could find. Look at that. Just so you know, floral's not normally my, uh, you know, but anyway, it's beautiful. So this says be an encourager. And then it says encourage. So to give support, confidence, or hope. To hearten, to cheer, to uplift, to inspire, to motivate, to spur on, to stir up, to fire up, to invigorate, vitalize, revitalize, embolden, fortify, and rally. There's power in encouragement. There's, and I'm not, you know, even though I do like, oh, you're so amazing, like that's really nice. But there's also real power when you come and you see the gold and you begin to call it out. When you see the gold and you tell someone how awesome they are. Can we choose to be people who encourage? Who choose to put courage into one another? Who choose to see the gold and call it out? In a world where there is negativity and comparison and doubt, can we decide to be people who come in the opposite spirit and encourage? Got some questions for us, who likes questions? You don't have to answer them, okay, privately in your own mind, all right. So when is the last time you told someone you thought they were doing a great job at life? When is the last time you spoke out aloud the positive thought that was running through your head about someone? When is the last time you sent a card, a letter, an email or a text to tell someone that you thought they were incredible? When is the last time you eyeballed someone and told them they were a good friend, a great mum, a good leader? They were smart, they were kind. When is the last time you found a creative way to encourage someone, to deposit something into someone? In a world that already has plenty of critics, can we decide to be people of encouragement? Can we make a decision to invest in someone? I think Christians should be the most encouraging people ever. Because we serve the all-creative God. And I reckon we just need to get better at it. So um, John C. Maxwell says this, just so you know, in case you're like, "Oh, Everyone has the potential to become an encourager. You don't have to be rich. You don't even have to be a genius. You don't have to have it all together. All you have to do is care about people and initiate. It is really easy to pick out the faults. But how about we decide to be people who celebrate the wins? You know, now there's a time and a place for con- constructive criticism, I understand. I'm not saying, you know, be like, woo-hoo, all the time. But, you know, there's a time and a place for encouragement, and can I encourage us to do it? Um, so for those of you who may know me well, and some of you may not, I grew up in a home that wasn't really filled with much encouragement, if any. I don't ever remember being told that I was a good daughter or I was kind or any nice words, really. Um, I could tell you what I did get told, but it's not appropriate for the microphone. Um, Anyway, but I didn't grow up in a home where encouragement was familiar to me. And I went to Bible college and I got saved and basically went to Bible college straight away. And I remember sitting there, I was quite timid. I did talk a lot, but I was quite timid. I remember sitting there thinking, who am I? to be sitting in this room with holy rollers, that's what I called them, you know, like <laughs> these holy people, you know, like, who am I? I'm like, come from like this, you know, like who am I even, I like, just sit here. Like, and many times I got on my bus and I walked home and I cried because I felt insignificant. I felt like I didn't belong. I wasn't holy enough. And I was like, what am I even doing? And I'm, I'm really thankful for people. So one day, a really good friend of mine um, called Libby Huirua, she said, Hannah, come here. I was like, okay, she's quite gentle. So she said, Hannah, come here. She would never have spoken like that. She grabbed me by the shoulders and she straight looked me in the eyeball. And she said to me, do you know that one day your life will change the world? And I was like, no. And then she just started saying to me, man, Hannah, there's a call of God on your life. You are brave. You are a fighter. You are strong. You are tenacious. You belong here. You fit in. And I was like, ugh you know, crying away. But man, it was real pivotal for me because somebody saw the gold that was in me and eyeballed me, didn't just think it quietly, eyeballed me and spoke it out. And for me, it was a real moment that was a shift. And I still felt over my head in Bible college, I still felt like I've got no idea what they're talking about, especially the Old Testament. Like, holy moly, I was lost many times. Um, You know, but I knew that I belonged there because I knew that God had called me, that He had anointed me, and that I had a story to tell. So can we make a decision to be people of encouragement? And while we're here, I'd like something practical. I'd like you just to think for a minute, who can you encourage today? Who's in your world that you can, I don't know, like even just as I was um, on the front row and Olivia Vickers, you were singing beautifully. And I just was like, man, there's power in your voice. Like when you sing, I literally, I've been quite stressed all week. I've had sick children all week. Who knows that? Two small children at home all week. It's not good. Not good. One didn't want to leave the house. One did want to leave the house. And you know, I was feeling really like, I was feeling quite wound up on the inside. Anyone know what I'm talking about? Great, I'm glad some of us do. And then Liv, I just heard you sing and literally I just felt the stress begin to unwind. And I reckon there's a gift on your life that when you sing, it just brings peace. And in that minute I was like, okay, no singing, just listen. And I felt the tension like unwind. And so there's a gift, don't stop it. And keep singing, sing over your kids, sing over your friends, and there's a real gift there. So people, who can you encourage today? You know, I want you to go and be proactive about it, you know, today. So let's go big on our encouragement. Second point is go big with our service. Woo! woohoo! This It's my favorite. You know, I got saved on a Sunday, obviously, because I went to church. I was in an e-group on a Tuesday, and I was on the hosting team the following Sunday. And I have served in the house of God for the entire time that I have been saved. So for 14 years, I have served in church, and I love it. It brings me life. It brings me joy. It brings me happiness. And um, today, I want to talk about serving in church, and I want to talk about serving out of your life. So Isaiah 54 says, "Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. For soon you'll be bursting at the seams." I have learned you can't outserve God. You know you you can't. You think you can, but you can't. You can't outserve God. Now, yes, there's wisdom. I acknowledge all of that, but you can't outserve God. So let's spare no expense in serving God and building His kingdom. I've written down here: Don't just be an observer. Be one who participates. I remember, um, no, actually, no, I'm not going to tell that story. Never mind. Um, (laughs) There's a great quote by Mother Teresa that says, I can do things that you cannot do. Did you know that? And you can do things that I cannot do. And together we can do great things. Can I boldly say that if this is your house, there is a place for you. There's enough room at the table. I need you. We need you. You need me. Me and my big loud phone voice and my other enthusiasm. You need it. Just like I need what you carry. Let's not be and as we observers. Let's participate. We don't do anybody any favors by shrinking back. Oh, I'm just going to leave it up to them. I don't, I'll just leave it up to them. Our ability to soar may be just what someone needs to try. Um, I've got some more stories for you. So um, I was in Masterton for 10 years, and I did did Bible college and internship and then moved to Masterton. I'd been a Christian for about two and a half years, and um, I remember we had a prayer meeting, all right? You've got to pray out loud. Who likes praying out loud? Anyway, I did not. (laughs) I was like, no, I don't want to do it. Um, And there's this wonderful man. He's still in church. I I think he's like 80. His name's Colin. How old's Colin? I'm looking at Aaron. 70-something. Anyway, he's a lovely, lovely man, and he's filled with fire and passion. And um, we used to have prayer meetings on a Tuesday morning, and Colin would always come, and Colin would always pray first. And he would pray loudly. He would pray boldly. He would pray passionately. He would stumble over his words sometimes because he talks too fast. He would use words I didn't even understand. But I remember thinking, if Colin can do it, so can I. And so then in pre I would strategically wait for Colin to pray. And then I'd go straight after him, get it out of the way. But I thought, man, if Colin can do it, so can I. So in Colin's ability to serve and to participate and to bring and to pray, I felt brave enough to maybe just give it a go. You know, we did Heart Week last year. Um, if you're involved in Heart Week, thank you. It was amazing. And we handed out student packs on the university. Um, now, even though I'm a hairdresser, I'm not an extrovert, I'm an introvert. Um, I really don't like talking to people that I don't know very well, it's really uncomfortable. And so I have to force myself to do it. And lovely Lorna, in the back row there, came down to Heart Week to hand out student packs. And she was like going for it, having conversations, she was bold, she was brave. And I thought, if Lorna can do it, so can I. And so I got my student pack and off I went and I had a conversation. And our our willingness to soar and our willingness to try, we allow other people that, oh, maybe, just maybe, I can. Another illustration, my good friend Manasi, who's our worship leader this morning, has got some really great dance moves. Anyone ever seen them? Yeah, okay. Like, real good. Now, I don't know if you know me, but I have got zero rhythm. And so every time Manasi's like, I've got a dance move for you, I'm thinking, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, okay. And, you know, and it's always smooth and it's always lovely. And then I'm always, like, awkward and out of time. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. But, you know, I keep reminding myself that there's freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is. I'm going to do it anyway. But in Manasseh's willingness to serve and to bring his talent to the table, I'm like, maybe I can try. No one's looking at me anyway. So I try my dance moves and I'm always out of time and I always miss the beat, but I do it and I have fun. We don't do anybody any favours by shrinking back. We allow people to soar if we would just try. Think of ways that you're making ways for people to come, who are going to come and you're serving, you're paving the way, you're conquering things that they don't need to you're setting platforms that they can then stand on. Um, Aaron and I had the privilege of being youth pastors for seven and a half years roundabout, was a great time, time of our lives. And um, we led with, we didn't really know what we were doing, but we did it well. And we did it with passion and we did it with enthusiasm and we did it and we just, I love now, I look back and so we did it for seven years. So we had like little intermediates, grow to like high school, finish high school and they're now leading youth. And I love it because I know that we've conquered some mountains that they don't have to. And all I did was say, yes. I didn't know what I was doing. I just loved people. And I thought, I'll give it a go. God is for me. Who can be against me? You know, and I gave it a go and we did well. So now ability to serve, we are allowing or making a way for people to come. The body of Christ has many parts. And every part is important. As I was sitting and I was writing this, I was like, you know what? If I've got a broken arm, right, I can still function. Not very well and my, say I break my left arm, my right arm then has to pick up the slack. You know, so the body will still function. The body of Christ will still work if we just observe. But if you choose to participate, the body functions better. The body can move faster. The body can build quicker. So can I encourage us, if you don't serve in church, just do it. Not because we need you, because we want you. We need your gift. We need your talent. And it's fun. All right, so we go big on our, on our actions with serving in church and we go big in our actions with our lives. In a season of self-preservation, in a season where we're being told, man, just batten down the hatches and stay safe. Can I encourage us to spread out? Can I encourage us to get people around our table? Can I encourage us to have conversation? Can I encourage us to love people? Safely, of course, if you know, if that's your thing, that's good. But let's not, let's not hold back and me and mine, I've got to stay safe. Let's love people. You know, I love that. um, I have the privilege of me and and Pastor Jason, we lead the e-groups together. I've done a couple of meetings. And I love that um, when I stand in the meetings, I just look. And there's people who have been leading e-groups for like two months. And then there's people who have been leading e-groups for 20 plus years. And I love looking because they're all talking to one another. And they're sharing wisdom and they're sharing knowledge and they're having conversations and they're making coffee dates and they're making, you know, like they're sharing what they have, old and young, young and old, together, you know, and I love it. And it makes my heart really happy. You know, when I see this, I mean, when me and Aaron first moved to Dunedin, one of the things we said was, man, I love the generations that Equipers Dunedin has. It's actually quite rare. And I love it. I come in here and, like, I've got people that I can claim as my grandparents because ours are far away. My kids have got extra aunties, extra siblings. Like, I love it. We've got a beautiful church with beautiful people, and every single one of you is needed, and there is a place at the table for you. So can I say come and eat? Join the feast? You know? I, yeah, yeah. Good? Good diverged from my notes, oh my goodness. No, and what I wanted to say is Aaron and I live by a philosophy. It actually says, if you find you have more than you need, build a bigger table, not a higher fence. And we just live by, (laughs) no matter what you've got, build a bigger table because God always provides. And every season Aaron and I have had, we have had people in our house because we believe it's a grace, we love it, we like to feed people. Um, And what I've learned is people don't care what's on the table. You know, they don't care if, I've never fed anyone noodles, but I'm pretty sure if I did, they wouldn't mind. But you know, like (laughs) sometimes we have a massive spread and sometimes we don't, but people don't care because they come for relationship. They come for conversation. They come for togetherness. So can I encourage you, go big on action in church and go big in action on your lives. Wrap people in, have people for lunch. It's really, really fun. Good? All right, the third one. Is go big with our time. It's really simple. Let's not be too busy for people because it's people that are important. If we're going to go big on serving others, if we're going to go big on investing into others, let's make sure we're not too busy for others. I've had a real um, two significant moments in my life. I um, so like I say, I love I love church, I love serving in church. I find surface conversations super awkward, um, but I do it anyway and I used to just busy myself serving like I loved it. I'll just I'll just vacuum the floor and I loved it. But I remember God said to me one day as I was hurrying on to the next task, hello, and hurrying on. I remember God paused me and said, Look, if you're to walk out of church tomorrow, people are not gonna know that you've left. Because you never stop to say hi. You're too busy doing, why don't you stop? and make time for people. And I was really, um, I was quite like, oh, because I thought I was doing really good serving 24-7, which is good, but it's people that are important. So I made a decision, okay, I'm going to get over myself. I'm going to hang around, and I'm going to talk to people I don't know. The vacuuming can wait. The toilets can wait. People are important. And you know what? And I love it. I love having conversations. I still find foyer chat super awkward, but I do it because I love people. And God says, love as I have loved you. So I get over myself and I go and I have a conversation. I like to ask myself regularly, who am I feeding into? Who am I growing? And who am I walking alongside? Not because I'm amazing, although I think that I am, um, but because I've walked through some stuff and I've gained some keys That maybe I can share with people who haven't walked the same mountains, who haven't fought the same battles, and maybe I can share the keys so when the battle comes, it's a little bit easier for them. When the fight comes, I can hand on the keys. And I want to ask you today, who are you investing into? Who are you having coffee with? Who are you spending time with? You know, the Bible says, love each other as I have loved you. You know, back in Masterton, Aaron had this... um, Grand Nana called Sancha. Sancha Hooker was her name. Um, she was amazing. And so she was, she was very old. A eh? very old. Yeah, she was very old. Anyway, I thought I was doing, I thought I, thought I would go and visit her because her husband had passed away. Lots of her friends had passed away. So she kind of was at home by herself many days by herself. And so I made a commitment that every fortnight, because every week seemed a bit, whew, a bit too much, once a fortnight I would go and I would have a cup of tea with Sancha. Sometimes I would take her a cappuccino with chocolate because it was her favourite. And other times I would go and I'd make her a cup of tea and her fancy china teacups and we would just chat. And here I was thinking that I was doing Sancha a favour because, you know, she lived by herself. But the wisdom and the insight and the conversations that Sancha and I had, you know, Sancha came to church in a quipper's master's until the day she died. And I remember she was very opinionated, good old Sancha, But we loved her. And so we used to sing this song, Fear fear Doesn't Live Here No More. You know, fear doesn't live here no more. I remember saying to her, she was like, that is not even English. Fear doesn't live here no more. It is fear doesn't live here anymore. And I was like, that doesn't fit, Sanja. But, you know, despite her preferences... Despite what Sancha liked, despite what Sancha felt comfortable with, Sancha understood the power of generations. And week after week after week after week, she would turn up and sing, Fear doesn't live here no more. <laughs> no, she would sing it and she would moan every time. Oh, for goodness sake, sing it in proper English. Um, you know. But she, despite her preferences, she, would, she still turned up every week. And she served every week. This beautiful, 93 years old she died, and she died loving Jesus, serving in the house and loving people. But here I was thinking I was doing her this wonderful favor, taking her her cappuccino. And yet some of the things I stand on today as a Christian woman came from my cup of tea with Sancha. You know, just from sitting. Sometimes I did all the talking. Sometimes she did all the talking. But you know, let's make time for people. Love Jesus and love people. If we're gonna go big on people, if we're gonna go big on serving other people, can we make a decision to be people of encouragement? And can we start today? Let's not wait, let's start today. Can we decide to go big on our actions? Can we, another thing that as I was um, preparing this sermon, I felt God say to me like, let's be secure in who we are. Let's be secure in how God has created us and made us, because not one of us are the same, right? There's no one like me, there's no one like Aaron, no one like Tammy, there's, we're individuals. But let's be secure enough to walk alongside, or let's be secure enough to serve with. Let's be secure enough to release. Let's be secure enough to share wisdom. You know, my greatest, so far, my greatest joy in leadership is that my good friend Kawana, who's youth pastor in Macedon, is owning it. He's owning it. He is doing more than I could have ever imagined. He is leading strong. His young people are amazing. And I think, man, I am proud. Why am I proud? I'm proud because I loved him. I loved church. I served. I wasn't insecure. I handed it on. I shared my wisdom. I shared my passion. I shared what I learned. And he is leading like a machine. And I'm not crying in the corner, I'm celebrating. Because we are here to make a way and to serve others and to go big on people. And so can I plead with you? We need you. Don't hold back your glorious gift from the Lord. You know, don't hold back your wonderful wisdom. Don't hold back your gifts and your talents. Invest. Pick someone and just decide to have coffee every two weeks and see what happens. If they want a cappuccino with chocolate, take them one. They want a cup of tea, make them one. But you know, let's just okay, God, who will it be? Who will it be, God? Who can I hang out with? Who can I learn from? Who can I glean from? So we go big with our service and then we go big on loving people. I really want to be bursting at the seams in 2022. And I like I I don't just get up here to hype you all up. It's gonna happen. Like when I close my eyes, when I pray for the city, I see the city bursting at the seams with the goodness of God. But I cannot do it by myself. Pastor Will cannot do it by himself. We need everybody, loving people, stepping out in faith, serving. You know, we did for Heart Week if you weren't there. We um, made a whole bunch of meals for the kindy parents just because. So if you made one of them, bless you. And one of them was my daughter's school teacher from last year. Now, she's on a journey, but I'm really believing that she'll come to know God. But the simple act of a meal and the simple act of we now have conversation. I make time for her. You know, I could be rushing off, but I make time for her. And slowly I can see her spirit opening up to the presence of God. And so let's just believe it. And if we each one person, however many here today, 100, because that's all we're allowed. But if one person, there's 200, 200 by the end of the year, 100 more people knowing God. Do you believe it? Can you get excited? Let's go big this year on knowing God. Let's go big on thinking big. Let's go big on making room. And then let's go big on loving people. Because God is passionate about people. He's passionate about you. And he is passionate about me. Alice, can you jump up? Well, the whole team actually, if you could do that, that would be great. You know, so this is my commandment. Love each other as I have loved you. Love each other as I have loved you. Let's lay aside preference. Let's lay aside what we, you know, is comfortable and let's just step out and love one another as Christ has loved you. Bring your gift to the table and watch God use it. There's no, I love serving on a Sunday because I love seeing people encounter God. That's why I turn up every Sunday. I love when I see someone new raise a hand. I think, oh, yes. You know, I love when I see people in worship letting go. I don't serve because I'm good at it. I serve because I love Jesus. I love His house and I love people and I love making a way. So this morning, let's commit to being people of encouragement. Let's commit to going big on serving. Open your hearts, open your lives. And let's go big with our time. I'm going to pray for you all. Holy God, I thank you for this church. Lord, I thank you for the beautiful makeup of people that you have from all ages and stages of life. And God, I thank you that your promise says that if we enlarge the place of our house, if we spread out, Lord God, if we spend no expense, then we will be bursting at the seams. Holy God, we claim it for 2022. We see it with our faith, I, Lord God. And we step out in faith to see your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for listening to this message recorded live at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray that it blessed you. For more information, please check out equipuschurch.com.